Do you really know the world surrounding you? Do you sometimes feel that other worlds seem to exist beneath the surface of space, time, and reality? Can you picture in your head a situation where all these worlds crash down around you? Can you touch the other side? These are the tales of the fantastic witch, the macabre, and the supernatural. Boldly influenced in depth by the powers that were, the powers that are, and the powers that will be. Welcome to Dark Charm Presents. Episode 104, A Walk in the Garden. Randy Barnett opened his eyes and saw that he was no longer in his bedroom. He was laying in a meadow with green grass and odiferous flowers about him. He sat up quickly, but realized there was nothing to be afraid of. He looked at his skin, usually a mess of histamine when he got into the grass, but he was perfectly fine. This was nowhere like his home. He had never seen a place like this before in all of his life. At least not the life he remembered. The sun was overshadowed by a brighter light coming from deeper into the woods and into the meadow. It wasn't cold, and it wasn't hot either. The temperature was perfect on his skin. He also noticed that he didn't have glasses on, but it didn't matter as he could see better than he ever did before. He stood up and placed his feet on the ground. He realized that he wasn't wearing shoes, and his feet which normally hurt, were in no pain at all. He was in the most comfortable clothing he had ever worn in his life. But style-wise, it looked like the kind of stuff he saw the Indians wearing in the old cowboy movies. In the distance, he began to hear singing, and it was the most beautiful melody he'd ever heard. It beckoned to him called out to his every fiber. He couldn't quite place what the words were, but the melody was something he recognized from Sunday school. He just didn't remember the name. Sunday school. That was a phrase he hadn't heard in quite some time. Last time Randy went to Sunday school, he was very little, because his grandparents took him to church. His parents were off doing their own thing, and they didn't seem to care about Randy. Randy found out why, and it had haunted him later in his own life. His life fell onto a different path. This didn't look like any church he'd ever been to. As he walked toward the sound of the singing, he heard the sound of running water. He diverted his attention from the meadow to where the running water was. A brook flowed past him, heading into the direction of where the singing was. He bent over and dipped his hand in. It was cool and refreshing. He lifted the water to his lips and tasted it. It tasted like freshly fallen snow, pure and untainted. Randy. Hey, Randy, come here, Randy. A voice called to him from where the singing and the light emanated from. This intrigued him further, as how did anyone in this place know his name? He quickly walked toward the singing. 
he noticed that the music had changed to something else, another song that he remembered from his youth. This one, though, he remembered vividly, and it was called In the Garden. He finally arrived in the grove where the singing came from. In the meadow, sitting on the tuft of grass, was an older man who resembled his grandfather. He wore the same type of garments as Randy. Grandpa? He felt like a kid again. The man stood up swiftly and gave Randy a big hug. His grandfather had died when he was nine. But in his last years, he was crippled with multiple sclerosis, as well as very bad arthritis. Hugging him was not an option. Here. I know what you're thinking. And yes, you are. You are here. This isn't a dream. Here? Is this heaven? His grandpa motions all around him. What do you think? You have any rashes from the grass? Randy looked down at himself. No. You have any splinters or thorns poke you in the feet as you walked here? No. It was as if I was walking on a cool carpet. How am I able to hug you with no pain? Randy hugged his grandfather even tighter. Tears of joy rolled down his face. It's okay, kiddo. You're home. What are we wearing? This looks weird. <laughs> our heritage is Apache, Randy. We dress in the comfort of our ancestors. Apache? No wonder I look like an extra from Gunsmoke. His grandfather laughed, and again as he hugged his grandson. By the way, James Arness is actually in the city behind us. I'd love to introduce you. Uh, that song you were singing, what was it? Uh, the one before in the garden. Blessed Assurance. It used to be my favorite hymn when I was on Earth, but now there's a whole new meaning to it now that I'm here. God, he is wonderful. Where's Grandma? He pointed to beyond the meadow, and behind him was a shimmering city of gold. This was a blazing light that was brighter than the sun, and in the distance, it was more brilliant and brighter than any city he'd ever seen. And he had lived in New York, Los Angeles, and Atlanta for a few years. This one, however, took the cake. She's over there waiting for us. Grandpa? What's that city? Grandpa once again pointed to it. That city is the true city of God, the true Jerusalem. This is where the master lives. A look of worry and of regret came over the face of Randy. No. This means that... That... It meant he was dead. Randy was dead. His grandfather watched him and tried to console him on his lost life. It's okay, kiddo. The pain, the suffering, the world behind you, it's all gone. It's all gone now. No, it's not. I don't want to go yet. I wasn't ready. Grandpa pointed to the soft ground beneath them. Come on, have a seat, kiddo. We need to talk. Randy didn't want to seem to listen as he turned to go back to where he came from. No, I need to get back. Why in a hurry, buddy? You have plenty of time. Just sit down with me, please. Randy looked lovingly at his grandfather and sat down in the comfortable surroundings of the meadow. This is the Garden of Eden, kiddo. This is the place we would have lived at a very long time ago if we didn't screw it up. That city in the distance, 
That's your home. That's your true home. Home? No, my home is Rome, Georgia. I have to get back there. Why? Why so, why so good back there that heaven isn't good enough for you here? All the wars, the sickness, the political corruption, the hatred of human beings towards other human beings. Just what is it that makes you want to stay? Pizza? Barbecue? <laughs> you can't have any food you possibly ever want here and not get fat or sick. But this is a lame excuse, Randy. Now, come on. Tell me why you really don't want to be here. I don't deserve to be here. Grandpa watched as Randy mulled over what to say. Grandpa, I was a drug addict for most of my life. I finally got clean eight years ago after watching my wife for 20 years overdose on heroin right next to me. I was riding the dragon so high that I didn't even care. I couldn't do anything to save her. Our daughter in 1994, who was already addicted to heroin from the womb, was taken from us by the state, and I never saw her again. I, I first used heroin to run away from the problems of everyday life until I couldn't run anymore. They washed over me like the tide, and then I used it because I needed it. I needed to live. Do you need it now? No, I don't. What does that tell you? Randy felt clueless. He didn't know what to think or to feel. Sensing his grandson was feeling this as well, his grandpa continued. It tells me that you never needed it. This is how your body was always supposed to be. You died in your sleep, Randy. You died and you came here because deep down the master knew what kind of man you are. The master forgave you. And the point now is to forgive yourself. Stay here. The world doesn't owe you a damn thing anymore. You would never need to go back. I can't. Not now, anyway. I want to see my daughter again. Grandpa put his hand on his shoulder. And you will. One day you'll greet them here as I've greeted you. That wasn't good enough for Randy. He looked back from the direction he came from. Grandpa, I want to go back. <sighs> I can never understand why people have the desire to go back to creation. All that world does is hurt. Okay, if that's what you must do, then you should do it. But how could you turn down paradise? Randy hugged his grandfather once more. He pulled away from him slightly. I'm postponing paradise. There's a work I have on Earth that I've not finished yet. If you go back and lay in the same thicket you were in, you'll be transported back to Earth. Just remember, though, you might not be able to come back, so choose your actions wisely. I love you, kiddo. Randy smiled warmly at his grandfather. I love you too, Grandpa. It's been great seeing you again. Randy ran back in the general direction of where he came. After several minutes, he saw the thicket he was laid upon when he came here. He laid back down, concentrated, and closed his eyes. He felt his soul reach out from the heavenly place once more. Instead of heavenly singing and peaceful tranquility of where he was, he now heard the panic and the chaos of a hospital emergency surgery room. He was surprised to find that he was in the hospital and that his grandfather said that he had died in his sleep. Someone must have found him. 
doctors pumped his chest to revive him. His pulse came back and he began to breathe on his own. Once again, he felt the pain of living come back. It was almost as if he had forgotten it while he was gone, and it hurt like hell. The doctors were in shock, as he'd just come back to life. But they were glad he made it. I don't know who you are, sir, but you're a lucky man. One of the doctors remarked as Randy passed out. He awoke to find himself in a hospital room. The sounds of beeping and booping reverberated in his head. As he opened his eyes, pain racked through his body as he pressed the nurse's button near his bed. It seemed like an eternity before a young woman walked into the hospital room. She looked familiar, but he couldn't quite place it. Oh, hello, Mr. Bonnet. You're awake. I'm Nurse Jane. I'm going to be taking care of you this evening. Randy nodded his head. He tried to look at her again, but his glasses were gone. You... you look familiar. Do I know you? The nurse shook her head as she walked into the room. Mm, I don't think so. How are you feeling tonight? Randy looked down at his tired body. He chuckled, but was in pain. I'm in pain all over. She pulled the chart from the side of the hospital bed. I'll talk to the doctors about getting you something for the pain if what I give you doesn't work well enough. You remember how you got here? No? You had a heart, god awful heart attack in your sleep. It was a miracle the paramedics got to your apartment in time. God bless your neighbor, heard noises and called 911. Yeah, miracle, all right. I don't want any morphine. I had a problem with opioids in the past. She nodded empathetically. She put her hand on his wrist to check his pulse. No problem. Got you covered. She put down Randy's chart and pulled out a syringe and vial. She injected a solution into the IV that was already had dripped from his bedside. He was able to get a closer look at her, as his eyesight was better. You... you would be a dead ringer for my wife, well, before she had her problems. I get that a lot. I must have a familiar face. Now I gave you a sleep aid to help you get some rest. The doctor should see you in the morning, is alright? You need me, ring my buzzer. Randy nodded as he thought. It was uncanny how much the nurse looked just like his dead wife Loretta, almost as if she had been her twin. The only difference was that the nurse had brown hair instead of blonde. His original hair color was brown. It couldn't be, could it? The nurse was long gone from the room, but there was no doubt in his mind that this nurse might very well have been his daughter. He had to try it out later. The medicine started to take effect as he drifted to sleep. While dreaming, he began to hear in his head in the garden just like he did when he was with his grandfather. His eyes filled with tears and he opened them, still groggy from sleep. He saw that the nurse who attended him was humming the same song in her rounds. The next morning, Randy woke up feeling refreshed. Still in a little pain, but it was manageable. A new nurse had come into the room. It wasn't the one from last night. This nurse was male of Asian descent, and he looked like he was fresh out of medical school. You don't look like my last nurse. She was prettier. No, I am not. That was Melanie. Melanie? Yeah, she's your night nurse. By the way, my name is Chad. I'll be taking care of you until she comes in later on tonight. 
Are you feeling hungry? Do you want something to eat? Randy's stomach growled as if on command. It shocked him. But what does that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> well then. The nurse turned from the computer screen nearby to smile. Chad dialed up a menu on the computer. He looked over several options. Because of your current condition and dietary restriction, Mr. Burnett, I don't think bacon and eggs are something we can pull off. We have some oatmeal and some fruit. Buddy, I'll take anything at this point. Did, did the doctor tell you when he was going to meet with me? I really want to go back home. He mentioned that he would be around by 10 o'clock, but you know he has a lot of patients, so he might be later. Randy nodded his head. Melanie, his wife and him, named their daughter Melanie. They never found out who adopted her. This was way too much of a coincidence to be anything other than destiny. The master sent him back so he could find his daughter. And proverbially, she fell right into his lap. But another set of questions sprung up. Did he have a right to tell her she wasn't looking for him or she most likely would have found him? Maybe she didn't care. If these were going to be the last days on earth, he would feel better knowing that his only daughter was happy and healthy and also a nurse. He had barely gotten out of high school with a 2.75 great point average, felt more like a country bumpkin, and this girl here is a full-blown nurse. He never felt more proud in all of his life. The day wore on as he sat in a chair by his bed. He didn't want to lay down anymore, so Chad was kind enough to set up the reclining chair to sit in. The doctor came an hour later than he was supposed to. The wear and tear of life he had lived for so long had finally caught up to him, and it was only a matter of time before another heart attack would take him again. The doctor said that it was a miracle that he was still around now, let alone sitting in a chair and not in agony on his deathbed. Nightfall came. Melanie came into his room. Randy's eyes widened as he smiled. Good evening, Mr. Barnett. It's good to see you again. You're looking better tonight. Hello, Miss James. You need anything? How you feeling? I'm feeling okay, but I can't get over the fact that you look like my wife. In a very surprised move, Melanie sat down. Why don't you tell me about her? Do you actually want to hear? Of course. It's my job to help people feel better. Talk to me. Well, in my youth, I wasn't the best person. My wife and I were heavily into the party scene here back in the 80s and 90s. We discovered heroin after a heavy night of cocaine binging, and our lives changed forever. Heroin's a bad drug. Randy squinted as he still didn't have his glasses. He tried to get a good look as he could. Normally I wouldn't tell anyone this, but when I was a baby, I was born addicted to heroin. My biological parents were junkies. Do you resent them? She paused, as if to mull something over. No, not really. They were smart and knew they couldn't take care of me. I was lucky enough to find a wonderful foster family who adopted me as if I was their own. I couldn't resent them for giving me my family. Sadly, my father died two years ago from 
In case of pneumonia, God bless his soul. My mom's still around, though. Randy felt a little better, but he was still curious. Did you ever want to go and find them? Your biological parents, I mean. She stared off into space. Well, sometimes. Just to let them know I am alright. Which I'm pretty sure they already knew. That I don't blame them for what happened. The situation was more than they could handle. When I was younger, I was filled with rage. Pissed that they abandoned their daughter. But now, I get it. Especially working in this field. As the years wore on, I wondered if they were even still alive. The agency that took care of the adoption is very vague of what happened to them. Randy leaned forward in the chair. Melanie, my wife was pregnant with a baby girl. Melanie got really quiet. She looked down at his chart and at the hospital bed. I don't know if I should get my hopes up or be worried about what you're going to say, Mr. Barnett. It is uncanny how much you look like my wife, Loretta, Melanie. I think that you might be my daughter. Melanie got up from her chair and walked out of the hospital room. Randy thought that he had offended her. This was his last shot at finding his daughter, and now his heart rate started to elevate. He was probably not going to ever get her again as his nurse, and they would never know the truth. A few minutes later after she left, though, she came back into the hospital room with two syringes and a smirk on her face. Luckily, this hospital has a world-class lab, and we, so we can solve that mystery right now. Melanie drew Randy's blood as well as hers. He found it absolutely strange that she was able to do that. It gave him bad mental pictures and memories of the life he left behind. A week later, Randy was back in Rome, and he had heard from the doctors on the tests. The doctor stated that his heart was doing okay, but he needed to keep himself calm and follow a very strict regimen. He sat in his chair watching the Sunday morning news when a knock came at his door. Hold on, I'm coming. He got up from his chair and slowly walked to the door. He undid several locks and opened it. It was Melanie. She held a manila envelope in her hands. Melanie? What's going on? Tears rolled down her face as she opened the envelope and handed the paperwork inside to Randy. He read it over. His eyes widened. The black and white letters in the paper seemed to burn a hole into his eyes as he read the results over and over again as if there was a chance that it would change. The results of the blood test, however were conclusive and undeniable. Melanie James was indeed the biological daughter of Randy Barnett. Randy's eyes met Melanie's. Tears welled up in both. She hugged him tight, and he hugged her back. Hi, Dad. Her calling him Dad threw him off a little, but in a welcoming and a very warm way. I'm so sorry, Melanie. I didn't want to give you up, but it was what was best for your life. She pulled away from him and looked him in the eye. It's alright, it's alright. I came by today to give you the news and to take you to church with me. Would you like to go? 
He mulled over the request in his brain. Finally, he just nodded his head. While at the service of her church, he heard both the hymns that he had heard while he was in heaven. In the garden, played sweetly as he held his daughter's hand and smiled. He looked up at the cross, displayed proudly in the front of the sanctuary. This was a miracle for Randy, and something that the master didn't have to do. But he did it anyway. The master is good. The end. You've just heard A Walk in the Garden on Dark Charm Presents. In the cast you've heard Daniel McCloskey as Randy Barnett, Christine Atwell as Melanie James, Danny Atwell as Grandpa Barnett, Fu Fang as Chad, and Miguel Pedroza as the gatekeeper. Tune in next time for more tales from the powers that were, the powers that are, and the powers that will be. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. <laughs>